Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying warm. We are in the midst of the blizzard of 2022 and it's April, so that's great. Um, like I said, hopefully you're staying warm. Not much else to do. The city seems to be shutting down, but hopefully it will be back open on for Friday's uh, WPW show. I will be there, and it should be a fantastic time, so hopefully that will still be going on. Um, But uh, yeah, earlier this week I had released the episode with Chad Daniels, and I said that I hoped to have another one out this week, and like I had said I hoped, it is coming true. And uh, yeah, I was joined by Nasty Nate Nixon. Um, He is absolutely tearing it up out in Alberta and he will be a part of the upcoming WPW show. Uh, we have a fantastic chat. Nate has so much personality and energy. Honestly, this was an absolute joy. So you know what, without further ado on the Grainmaker wrestling podcast, nasty Nate Nixon. Now, without a doubt, the, this could be easily the, one of the hottest times for the wrestling scene in Canada, whether it's British Columbia, Manitoba, Alberta, it is on fire. And today joining me is one of the hottest stars out in Alberta right now. He's absolutely making his name for name for himself. He's on the rise. Someone you should be knowing, knowing who it is. Nasty Nate Nixon. Nasty Nate, how's it going? Man, it is fantastic. I am feeling good. Good to be here. Excited for this weekend shows up at WPG Pro. And uh, yeah, feeling good, man. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm glad you're going to be able to make the trek. And uh, this show, it's it's shaping up to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that with you a little later on, and just hearing more about you. So I think uh, I'm setting up for some fun with you here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. If we, uh, the drive's going to be a heck of a drive uh, for what I'm seeing with the uh, storm coming through there, but see what happens and fingers crossed we can make it down hey rain or shine what's what's the line they're saying rain snow or shine uh it's going on so it's happening awesome so let's let's start from the beginning let's hear about i want to hear how you first got involved with wrestling whether it's from your fandom early on or even you know transition into training whatever just let's hear about your start i got i got a bit of a i got a long story so like like everybody i watched it as a kid growing up attitude Mm -hmm. era you know what i mean um, watching the, uh, I watched a lot in the 0405, so I'm 28 years old. So I was, that, that was like my prime beginning years. I went, I was very lucky. And my uncle actually took me to backlash okay. uh, in Edmonton, 2004. That's where I was born and raised, uh, back, took me to backlash in Edmonton, 2004 main event of that show was headlined by, uh, triple H Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit triple threat for the heavyweight title. And so lucky. I was a massive fan, like that, like year leading up to it. Cause my uncle was again, super into it. And he was, you know, getting me involved, uh, showing me stuff. And yeah, I uh, was a big fan of the whole Chris Benoit rise and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I know he's not the greatest now and everything, but uh, yeah, it was a wild time. So that was kind of my first introduction, but then like a lot of people, you know, you fall out of, fall out of being a fan during yeah. those times, those teenage years, my parents were not fans of wrestling when I was young. They did not like the, uh, you know, vulgarity of some of the yeah. things. 
especially in those early years, you know what I mean? The evolution, uh, the 04, 05, just coming out of the attitude era. So yeah. And then fast forward a couple of years later, I was in school for TV broadcasting actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of that did a thing where I did some filming with a wrestling company, a local wrestling company, monster pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, couple months, I got a taste for it. And a couple months later had fully fallen in love. And uh, that was back in 2017. My first match was August, 2017 coming up on five years this August. And yeah, that's kind of my, a very brief, brief version of everything. Well, you mentioned Benoit. I mean, being born from Edmonton, I mean, so as was Chris. And I know, uh, as you said, you know, like he, later on, we all know what happened and it is absolutely tragic. Yeah, like with that, let's just acknowledge it. It was awful. It was what it was. Hey, there's all sorts of things involved. You hear all the stories, but you know what? Let's just pretend, let's just talk as if that like, you know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. talking from a nine-year-old kid. You're watching this guy. Holy yeah. crap. Benoit was wild. He had the best song. He was so jacked. It was real the way he was in there. And I definitely take a lot of a lot of him in the ring. You know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that rabid Wolverine, strong style, big into the Japanese stuff like him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but anyway, sorry, keep going. Didn't well, mean to no, it's all good. I mean, you had Benoit in Edmonton, who you're incredibly familiar with. You know, in Calgary, you had, you know, the Hart family, huge in all of Alberta. So right away, you're getting, you know, basically such a legacy of wrestling in Alberta all drawn to you all at once out there. Yeah, I, I, I'm personally really lucky. So I have a bunch of family from Winnipeg as well. Okay. So I'm really lucky to like have ties to like, I know I'm from Edmonton, but I've been to Calgary a lot. So, you know, I have ties to the two big wrestling meccas of Canada, if you will. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Winnipeg being the big hotspot. My grandpa's from there. Uh, we used to go there all the time in the summers. Um, my grandpa and my whole dad's side of the family's from there. Kildonan was the neighborhood. My great-grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kildonan. I don't know. I don't know. I've been there in years, but we used to go to the Forks and stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, good stuff there. But I'm really lucky to have, to have ties to both. So I really, like my grandpa was really big into wrestling too and would show me Roddy Piper and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I definitely lean the way I do and act the way I do, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh, yeah, and then with Edmonton as well, having like all the hearts and stuff like that, very lucky to be able to be surrounded and stuff like that. I think that's definitely, well, not think, I know, that's definitely a reason why now we're having such a resurgence and definitely the two areas we're from, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah. Well, I've talked with quite a few people who, you know, wrestle in, you know, Alberta's their home promote, like home, home area, we'll say. And it seems like the past few years, you know, it's been more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, You know, they've been able to work for different promotions, being able to get there more. And it's definitely, it's a huge benefit to everybody involved to be able to have that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a big thing. There's been a lot more just, I think with COVID happening, there wasn't a lot of options. So people mm-hmm. had to go to, you know, had to limit their options. But now that the options are opening up, it's kind of hard to close, reverse things that have been done, that have been mm-hmm. open. You know what I mean? And it's really benefited a lot of people, the wrestling business in general. And just like we're seeing that on the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the contracted levels as well, you know, with AEW, New Japan's, there's just so much more interworkings because at the, at the at the end of the day people are realizing i think now that it's just it's just better for wrestling yes I mean? the wrestling business and that's that's helping so much more you know mm-hmm. it's helping everyone from the wrestlers involved the promoters the fans everybody's benefiting from this because it's putting out a superior product it's getting people talking everyone's involved with it and that's really what you want i'm working with people and now i like so the first time i had done a w it's WPW. Yeah. WPW. WPW. I, always, I always get confused. I not get confused, but I always 
do you refer to them as WPW in conversation or WPG Pro? Which one? I, what do you say when you're just conversing? Uh, I go with WPW. WPW. Okay, yeah. sweet. Because the, the Instagram handle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so WPW, like I with the, the thing with getting better and stuff like that. So the first WPW show I was on was, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the name, but Josh Alexander and Ethan Page were the main event um, yeah. tagging against uh, 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 Tyler Colton and AJ Sanchez. And I got to wrestle, to- uh, to- they're now known as Top Flames. Yes. Um, they were the flip bros back in the day. Yep. The, the best wrestlers I had ever wrestled. I had only wrestled, not only, but I had wrestled local people in Alberta. You know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I get the chance to come out to here and I'm working with these people. You know what I mean? Working with mm-hmm. these guys who are now signed and oh my God, the learning experiences you get from that is just, it's what happens when there's more just opportunities out there doing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. it's awesome. No, it's great. And like, as a fan, I love to see it. You know, I want to see whether it's, you know, guys from New Japan, you know, like on the main level, whether it's guys from New Japan coming into AEW, going over there, whatever, on the local scene. Pardon me. I want, if they're a talented uh, wrestler in Canada, I want to see them brought in, you know, because whether it's for my own enjoyment, for their being able to improve and better themselves, for the promotion, everyone involved, it's just an incredible thing all around. Now, from your training, you trained at Monster Pro, correct? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I spent about, I think about three years there. Cause when did the pandemic start? 2019, 2019 March is when everything hit. 2020, yeah, yeah. 2020. Wait, 2020. Yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> sorry. I was making sure you were paying attention. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, 2020 March is when everything happens. So 2020 March, I had started doing, I think 2020 March was my very last, uh, like March 6th or whatever. Cause we did the first Saturday of every month was the monster pro wrestling shows was my last show with them. And I was scheduled to make a big debut show with real Canadian wrestling, my current home promotion, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I was scheduled to make a big debut with them, but then the pandemic hits not able to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been with monster pro wrestling for about a, a full time until March of that year. And then okay. basically the pandemic happened that basically marked my, end which was just you know coincided with that but was my end with them and then i've been with real canadian wrestling as my again my home full-time promotion if you will mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. now before you had set foot in the monster pro ring to train with them did you have like were you let's say any background so to say before like physically wise well, growing up i was a, i was i liked sports but i got real fat out of high school um and i was always chonky in high school but i liked sports i played lacrosse mm-hmm. um so i played some i played lacrosse up until I think grade 11. And then I'd always liked sports and did stuff, but like I got real, you know, just real out of shape, just living yeah. life, not going to school, doing stuff. I got up to 295. Um, and that was in, that was a couple of years out of high school when I was like 20 ish years old. And then I started working out, started doing that. Then I eventually, um, I was also a drama kid as well. I liked, I liked improv and I always did drama and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? combine the two you get wrestling just makes yes. it, I feel like i feel like that story is very relatable or there's a similar thing with like 80 percent of wrestlers you know what Yo, I mean? without a doubt yeah it just makes sense it just makes sense um yeah but then and then and then so you know i started getting in shape started working out again just you know going to the gym um mm-hmm. because i did not like i did not want to hit 300 pounds and i never did and i never will knock mm-hmm. on wood uh, um but yeah and then um i figuring out what i wanted to do with my life i decided i wanted to do tv broadcasting so i went to nate so mm-hmm. I went to eight, uh, t- took their TV broadcasting program, phenomenal experience. Um, I did three semesters there. It's a two-year uh, two degree or two-year, sorry, diploma. Um, I didn't finish. I dropped out after the third semester because you had to do a unpaid practicum and just a bunch of personal reasons and stuff like that. Yeah. 
was offered a job doing sales, doing jewelry sales, making a lot more money, which like I needed money at the instant. So I took the money instead of finishing, which I wouldn't change a thing though, because it led me to where I am. Because mm-hmm. doing the jewelry job, I made I made decent money, but it made me miserable. And it made me realize after I had the taste of wrestling in, uh, after I got the taste of wrestling, doing the thing in uh, at Nate, which I'll go into, um, it made me miserable. And I never wanted to be miserable like that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you feel... And so I took control and I basically quit that job. And then I dove into wrestling and I dove into training with monster pro wrestling full-time and then got to here. Um, and the thing that I was talking about in Nate that I did was um, during the third semester, we had to do a thing called Nate news watch. Okay. So um, basically oh, it's so lame when I say it out loud, uh, <laughs> it's a Nate news watch. We were on CTV too. CTV is like a local TV program. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have it in, in Winnipeg, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's anything wide. Yeah. CTV two, the secondary channel, but we had a news program that aired on there. So the third semesters for like eight weeks, every week we would, our weekly project was we would basically go out and film and make a new, uh, a half hour news program. Okay. And so everyone got different jobs. I was the sports reporter. Well, as the sports reporter, you had to do a thing, uh, a segment, uh, like a three to five minute news package um, called the end zone challenge, which is basically where you teach um, the audience how to do something. Well, some kids had done, you know, people had done stuff like how to shoot a slap shot, how to throw a boxing punch. I had really gotten into wrestling right or back into like, like watching wrestling as a fan at that time um, because of. A couple of guys, actually, Jim K. Morrison and Alex Brewer are their names, a couple sem- a semester below me who they like, they were doing the radio side of things. Mm-hmm. They did like, podcasts and stuff about wrestling okay. and seeing that they did that. I was, how old was I? I was like 20, it was five years ago. It was more than five years ago. So it was like six years ago, we'll say. I was like 22 at the time. And so seeing that made me realize like, wait, adult, like adult dudes like wrestling, like when, like ah, that sounds worse when I say it like that, but you know what I mean? Maybe like, wait, like there's stuff. And then because of them, I got introduced to like new Japan and stuff mm-hmm. like that well, not because of them, but you know, that's kind of my thing. Sorry. I'm jumping off all over the place. Um, but anyway, so these guys, I, I asked them about, you know, Hey, is there any way I could do like, you could help me do like a teach pro wrestling. I don't know. I didn't even know what to do, what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do something with pro wrestling with yeah. it. They basically said, well, there's a local company called monster pro wrestling. I'll get you in touch with them. I get in touch with massive damage and he tells me that there, it worked out really well that, the upcoming weekend, they were actually doing a mini camp where basically, you know, an intro to pro wrestling where basically get, you pay your money, come in, it's a two day camp. And, you know, it's like two days, three hours each day, you do bumps, you do the basics, rolls and stuff like that and learn. And it, this was amazing in hindsight because of how much I like, because of the money he charges, but all he wanted for me was to make him a sweet video package, mm-hmm. um, which was perfect for me. Cause it's also practice. And I don't have to pay. I'm a broke student as we've already discussed. Yeah. So I'm like, awesome. So I do this for him. Basically I come out It's two days. I have no idea what I'm getting into. And he basically runs me through the drills. We're taking bumps. We're hitting the ropes. We're doing rolls. We're shooting people and stuff like that. Like I also realized they're doing me a lot. They're, we're doing like a lot more than we would normally do because I'm going to toot my own horn here. I'm picking things up. I'm like, yeah. you know, like I said, um, I'm figuring things out pretty well. I consider myself an athlete at this point. I've lost like 30, 40. I think at that point I was weighing like 250. So I lost like 40 pounds, knew what I was doing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So much, but yeah. And so, and so, yeah, we did that. And basically I realized massive damage. His whole thing was with the video. What he wanted to do was he wanted to film like me being the, and 
me being, because I knew what I was doing, I'd been a big fan of wrestling, me being kind of like a cocky reporter sort of thing, I should make, I should really post it. It's really cringy to watch. It's on my YouTube. Ugh, people, if you want to watch it, it's on Nathan Spence. No, never mind. Ixnay that. I don't want people <laughs> some of my other, uh, some of my other uh, YouTube videos or some of my other uh, school YouTube projects. Oh my God, those don't need to see the light of day. Uh, <laughs> God, I need to close that account. God, this is going to burn me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, yeah, he basically... I, after we did two days back to back of this three hour thing. And at the end of it, we filmed like a three minute match against their current heavyweight champion, the Irishman, where basically I was a cocky promoter, talk some smack or talk a cocky reporter, talk some smack. He beat me up one, two, three. Oh, this pro wrestling thing's tougher than it looks for Nate Newswatch. I'm Nathan Spence. But after that, man, I had a taste for it. Once mm-hmm. I had a taste for it. Oh buddy. It was, it was over, but. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what the question was. I'm just going off. That was my intro to pro wrestling. Sorry. That was how that, I, that's, that's basically my story of how I got into wrestling. You know, it's funny because after high school, I actually I went into radio and TV broadcasting too. So ah, okay, so yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Winnipeg version of it. Yeah, I I went to Robertson College. I you know I didn't end up getting a diploma from there. I did my practicum, but just you know the paperwork never got submitted. Never got I a diploma. Yeah, yeah. I still got jobs out of it. I worked on the TV end of it. But yeah. what I found was that after time, the companies they're just you know they're downsizing so much. Like oh why are we going to do everything out of here when we can just you know have everything out of Calgary? You know and you're just going to do the live stuff here. That's it. So it was like it- my big thing. So a big reason why I dropped out of it was when I was I I, I was working at Moore's part time. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time and basically I was selling suits to a lot of people and a guy who was a jewelry manager for Michael Hill came in and you know offered me the job um, and I worked took it because it was a decent amount of money at the time but the reason why I, I took that was because it's really deflating and tough when you go and not just to a job like mine to any job that anyone has when you go to a job when, or, or a, a, job, a place you want to work and everyone you meet says find another industry mm-hmm. literally every single person we met to I don't want to name the station, but like at one of the new stations in Edmonton, every single, every single person we had a conversation with, every single person made the comment, oh, find another industry. Something mm-hmm. along the lines of, oh, these are the students. Oh, you oh, it's not too late, blah, 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 blah. And like, it's real deflating to hear that. And then you also just, the writing is on the walls. Jobs. And that was like seven years ago versus now, you know what I mean? Bell, let's talk. They're firing how many employees? bigger name guys i can't remember jay dan dan o'toole you know what i mean actual names and stuff like that and it's just like how the heck's a young guy like me gonna break into the industry you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so you know a little deflated me and it also i realized it wasn't obviously my thing i was meant to do and everything like that but that's also why i said i wouldn't change a thing everyone's got you know what i mean it's all led me to here which right now currently i'm in the best place i've ever been in my life i love my life i'm the happiest i've ever been and i couldn't imagine like that lifestyle now um, mm-hmm. but yeah like you said the, the tv radio broadcasting is so many people walk do have go into it because it seems like something but again it teaches you so many skills you can apply to things Look at both. i use so many skills from that with my social media filming and producing my own videos and stuff like that you mm-hmm. literally doing what we're doing now yep. you know what i mean and it's just yeah it's a great program but it's just it teaches a lot more skills than industry yeah you there's, know there's more workers than there's jobs set out for exactly yeah. perfect way to put it but now that being said in 2022 where we are where we are it's not so much it's not so much tv broadcasting it's, it's more digital media you know what i mean that's what we're doing yeah. that's what it is so much more because tv broadcasting is dead in hindsight i would retake the program and do radio 
mm-hmm. because or like they need to just combine the two because that's what it is. It's audio and video. This is podcasts. You know what I mean? I don't listen to the radio anymore. All I do is listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. All I, you know what I mean? Now it's almost a benefit if you want to get into any sort of alternative media, you can use that as your basis and build off of that to further mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. So, now I want to talk a little bit about yourself because I'm assuming from the beginning, you weren't yeah. the nasty one. So how did you progress to become nasty Nate? I'll be honest. I've, I've actually always been nasty Nate. Okay. It's, it's nasty Nate Nixon since the very beginning. Well, well yeah. wrestling wise, it's been nasty Nate Nixon. Basically mm-hmm. the best gimmicks are yourselves turned all the way up. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I've been, I've been working out a lot and, you know, got, got in decent shape. I got, I was, I lost about 70 pounds by the time I started wrestling. Like, okay. I was in, I was in good shape. Um, and that was what made me want to do it was I needed, I wanted to do something. I was thinking maybe I'll do a bodybuilding competition, mm-hmm. try that or something like, I didn't know where I was, but I wanted to get into something. You know what I mean? I'd gotten hard into weightlifting. Um, 2013 is when I started working out my professor, um, if you will, um, my professor, the guy who gets you into working. Yeah. That's what a professor is. Um, the guy who gets you into working out, he got me into working out at Eric Landon. And so I got into really hard. Like I said, I needed something to do. And just with the way everything had gone and stuff like that and life and stuff, wrestling was going to be the thing. And so I was in decent shape um, at the time. And so working out, I love supplements and I was real into pre-workout. I was a massive caffeine. <laughs> and it's funny because now I barely drink caffeine anymore over the last, like, since the last, like a year and a half, I've like completely, like I consume caffeine maybe once a week. You know okay. what I mean? Um, lots of anxieties and things like that. It's helped eliminate. But back then I used to be a lot crazier and stuff like that and get act out a lot more in the gym and stuff like that. I don't know. Basically, I just turned up my gym persona all the way. So the mm-hmm. way I described Nasty Nate and the way I kind of realized it was Kanye West, Conor McGregor, and just turned all the way up to one. Oh. And that's Nasty Nate. <laughs> that's kind of how I figured it out. And it was actually... It was almost, it almost wasn't Nasty Nate Nixon. It was almost Nasty Nate Nicholson. Okay. Uh, and that was my own thought. I was, I was going to name myself Nasty Nate Nicholson. I really like that. But my, my trainer, Massive Damage, I was talking to him about it and he liked it. Well, no, he didn't like it. He, he was, what about Nixon? And I was, I don't know why he was Vince McMahon, but apparently he was, <laughs> but he says Nixon. And I go, Okay. And I didn't like it at first, but his thing is Nicholson's too long. It's too much of a mouthful. Don't worry about it. Just cut the all out. Nixon's where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I sit there and he's like, and I think about it. He's like, you're doing Nixon. And I was just like, okay, nasty Nate Nixon it is. And then turns out best decision I ever made. Cause it's, it's so much better. It's shorter. Nasty Nate Nicholson. That's stupid. Who am I Jack? No, that's <laughs> That's, what, um, so, that's what I thought you were going with, with the, uh, you know, you know, McGregor, Kanye, and then like Jack Nicholson, because you I know, mean, like, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. I say a little more. I don't like to say this one because everyone chooses it, but you know, I really like the Joker and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. just the crazy a-hole, you know, just the person without care. That's who everyone wants to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The wild one out there. And I, I was a, he, a bad guy for a real, real, real long time. And recently I've kind of transitioned out of that. Bad, I'm still, you know, the nasty one, don't get me wrong, but not as gearing it towards my opponent as a lot more than the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because I'm in such a great place in my life right now. I'm in mm-hmm. such a good time right now. So I've been able to, you know, change my character a little bit, but still keeping with the nasty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's sort of been it. And there's been a lot of influences. I mean, like 
I don't, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but like people, I'm a big fan of Sammy Callahan. Um, mm-hmm. Like I love Sammy Callahan, that guy watching that guy for the, when I first getting into wrestling, the first, like for, watching that guy's matches when I first started that, like, I don't know. That gave me, he's, that guy's fantastic. You know what I mean? I, uh, I feel like he unjustly gets a lot of crap, but it's not. Yeah. I like, because- I don't know. I like, yeah. Cause like, He's, I don't know. I don't want to go into too much, but like, I'll, I'll say it deserved with, with like a question mark. Cause I'm not too yeah, sure. Maybe, you know maybe mean, not, but, like, but I'm like, I feel like he should be in a better spot, but at the same time, he is in a really good spot. Sammy Callahan. Yeah. I don't know. He's the top 10. Like, I don't, I don't want to say anything else, but he's just fantastic. And I love Sammy Callahan, but I know what you mean about like, I hear, you know, some of these, some of these dirt sheet podcasts, you listen to them and they're talking about everybody. And yeah, Sammy Callahan just kinds of get like mm, a little bit to them. Now maybe that's because, you know, whatever, but I don't know. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, lots of other big influences um, as well, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to bring that up. Well, you actually, you're creating different segues, different ways. So I'll, first Sorry, I'll, I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll do uh, the one I was originally going to do first. And that's because of how big of an influence fitness is in your life. Yeah. Because I think, you know, I know myself, like I as well, you know, when I was younger, I got into it. I was a heavier guy. Uh, the, I think the most I ever was at was 320. And then, you know, you start working out more, wanting to lose weight, look, you know, yeah. get more in shape. That was my thing. You know? By the way, man, that's amazing. Good job. Good for you. That's amazing. Good job. That was I when I, it was when I was uh, a lot younger. I was like 24, 25 then. But now nowadays there's so many more resources out there and the way I did it wasn't healthy it it worked into almost more of an eating disorder because you're seeing the results so quickly and then it's like okay well if I you know I'll only eat this and you know I'll make sure I run this long or whatever so it was very unhealthy and over the years I've learned way more about it and I've been able to use that for my own benefit you know I'm happy where I'm at with what I've done now for yourself have you noticed struggles like that on your own end what do you mean? Sorry, like uh, just with working out the fitness aspect, whether it's the mental or physically wise. Well, I've noticed it's 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 been one of the biggest helps and everything like that. Mm. Like, like it's it's like like helped me in so much ways and everything like that. Like it's really helped me find myself and everything and like okay. figure out a lot of things. Give me kind of of a kind of a goal. Maybe like yeah, we asked mm-hmm. the question. I'm not quite. I'm not quite understanding the question. Uh, if yeah. you've had any struggles with yourself and your fitness oh, journey. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. There I, we go. Can, yeah. I can get long winded sometimes. And then hey, it's bro, you're, off. Preaching. you're preaching here. I'm long-winded <laughs> like and all over the place grasping at things. I forget people don't know what's going on. Uh, I know exactly what you're saying, mm-hmm. but uh, Oh yeah, brother, there's been lots of times. So like, when I started working on kind of my fitness journey, like when I started working, I was weighing 295. I saw the initial like working out 25 pounds success of things like everybody does. But then I really got like stagnant around that 260 range for a long time. And then I got down to about 250. Then when I went back to school, I got real back up to like 260, 270, just, you Mm -hmm. know, school eating like crap. And then also, so part of what made me so miserable at Michael Hill was Michael working at the jewelry store. Um, long hours minimum like long hours and like at like six days a week in December and it was just like I also didn't have a car at the time my car had broken down I couldn't afford one so I had to work for the first like six months saving so I couldn't like literally my life I had to bus I was living in my bus ride was like an hour and a half one way 
yeah. And so you're working 12 to nine and you have an hour and a half bus ride one way. Like I just didn't, I just gave up on working out. I yeah. tried to eat healthy, but like, so then I got up a bunch of weight to like 270 and then I quit that job because I was miserable. And then basically I took like six months off, not like six months. It was probably, yeah, it was about six months between the end of Michael Hill and the starting of like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started rest before I actually started wrestling, um, so I quit Michael Hill. I knew I was going to wrestle. So I really like trained, got my shit in focus because now I had like a goal I was working towards. And so when you talk about struggles, like there's been mad ups and downs, but it's just, oh man, just like real, like, I don't even know where to go with this, but like, it's life. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. been so much struggles with it, but at the end of the day, going and the act of working out has been what's helped more than anything, even though you've had like, I've had these times of like, just fluctuations and whatnot, you know what I mean? On the journey, uh, on the fitness journey. Um, but yeah, like one of the toughest things, like recently, one of the things I've been struggling with is like, like balancing, like hmm, laziness. I don't want to say laziness, but like recovery with like, versus not wanting to work up. So like, I've been basically, I've been wrestling a lot more lately, doing a lot of shows with a lot of travel. My body's sore and beat up from that. And I know everyone has this struggle and I'm just preaching, but, um, but at the same time, you want to train, but I'm doing these really, really good full body training exercises. So I'm like, well, maybe I won't go work out today because I'm still a little sore. I won't be able to give it fully this way. And yeah. I'm wrestling the next day, blah, 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 blah. So like everyone's, that's been a real struggle for me lately, but I think yeah. that's, I, mean, I know every wrestler goes through stuff like that. And that's just being a wrestler dealing with it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you always just remember, you always feel better after than you did before. You know what yes. I mean? Um, Yeah. Now, I'll I'll put you on the spot with this one. If yeah. there's someone who's thinking about, you know, whether it's, you know, going for a run for the first time, stepping foot in a gym, anything uh, like that, you know, what sort of, what advice are you going to give them? Do it. Just do it. Like, hey, you got to start somewhere. Just do mm-hmm. it. Come to me at my supplement store, pop my supplements, and I'll sell you some supplements that'll help you recover better and give you some energy to go for it. But I mean, just like, just getting up and doing something, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I, I apply that to like, not only fitness, but just to like life and chasing your goals in general. That was a, like a big thing that made me want to start wrestling was like, like, if you don't do it, if you don't chase your dream or do what you want to do, someone else is going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, without just a doubt. Do so just do it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. give it a try. So like, if you're like, if you're not going to, if you're going to go for the walk and like, you know, just start working out, just start doing it. Use the resources to do it. Because if you don't, someone else is going to do that. And you're going to see someone else being successful, happy, enjoying that thing. And it's like, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was basically me wrestling. How I got, again, started the wrestling was being miserable at the jewelry store, thinking about that. Someone's got to do it. Let's make it me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, I starting out, I wouldn't have thought I'd be where I am at now where I'm doing a podcast like this with someone calling me a hot uprising star. I mean, I 100% am, but you know, well, it's that's, true that's, though. That's, I mean, damn it, you're right. <laughs> um, but again, I still think back to then, if I don't do this, someone else will, if mm-hmm. I don't chase this dream, someone else will. So I've got to at least give it a try. And, mm-hmm. you know, telling my parents that when I'm quitting this well-paying job and stuff like that, to go to work at David's Tea to make minimum wage for seven to eight months, not knowing anything, then I luck into this, I get into this Popeye's job, at, luckily, which mm-hmm. works out very well. But you know what I mean? Like, you just do it. Whatever it is, what fitness, do it. Just go for it. You got the resources, make a TikTok account, type in what you're trying to do, find it. Oh, Gary V, man. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that said, I'll transition to my other way, because I yeah. mean, 
Well, we're going to talk about TikTok later. Um, but uh, I've, I've, when I was doing my research, I was coming across videos of you. I saw two moves that, without a doubt, have to be mentioned. And it was the air raid crash off the top rope oh, that, you, that you. you dished out. I think it was to uh, Crow. You can throw the rhinestone yeah. down. Like, and, I hate that guy. He's a good guy, but I hate that. <laughs> that and the, uh, when I, I'm not sure who it was, but it won. One guy had him up in the power bomb, and you came off and dished out a Canadian destroyer, which is the first time I've ever seen that done. That, uh, uh-huh. like that. well, now, be there live at WPW, and uh, <laughs> do everything in my power to bust that out on. <laughs> now, for those who haven't seen you wrestle in ring wise, where where would you say you grab your inspiration from? Uh, I I got a couple big ones. So over the pandemic, I became a massive New Japan guy, mm-hmm. like massive my we download my girlfriend and i subscribed to new japan world yeah basically during the home workouts we would we watch like all of the g1 climax 26 27 28 29 30 um like every, like pretty much every match you know missing a handful so those are because some of my current influences like big mm-hmm. time i'm a big japanese guy strong style all that but at the same time i'm i've everyone loves the high fly and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They do. So like growing up, growing up, I loved, I loved Chris Benoit, but at the same time, Ray Mysterio was so sick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I recognize that I'm never going to be able to do some of the things, some of the things Ray Mysterio does, but let's pull out some of the things that I can, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah. Edge. I mean, like every Canadian kid, you loved Edge. I still remember seeing him live at Backlash and thinking he looks so sick, even with his cast when he beats up. Uh, he wrestled Kane that night. Um, it was awesome. Uh, those are some of my big influences. I mean, I love the whole, and I try to put a lot of things into my wrestling. Like I love the, the, you know, I'm very into the fashion of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The presentation is a big part of it for me, but yeah, I'm real big. Also, like I wrestled Josh Alexander a couple of years ago, who like he's everything I would want to be in wrestling. Like if I could just like if I like, yeah, he's like, you know, the top guy to me and everything. And I'm just like, if I could be someone in wrestling, that guy's it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Style wise. Um, yeah, I've learned I learned a lot from that guy wrestling, that guy. Um, yeah, the Canadian strong style. That's nasty name, big time. I mean, the match is up on YouTube and I encourage everyone to check it out because yes, it is, a, it's a very hard hitting and it is strong style, you know, go out of your way and check it out when, I mean, first off, when you're tasked with, you know, Josh Alexander's coming to town, you're facing him. You've been wrestling only a few years. You get that opportunity. That says a lot for how far you've come as a wrestler. So I was, so I was a bit of, uh, with this Josh Alexander thing. So I, I met him at the WPW show, okay. uh, uh, a couple, uh, whenever that was 2018. And I actually cocky little son of a gun. I was went up to Ethan page. What was he doing in hindsight? Like who the hell am I? I went up to him, hey, man, pleasure to meet you guys, blah, 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 blah. The usual wrestler handshake thing. But then I said to them, I'm like, I, I said to them, I'm like, I'm going to wrestle you guys one day. So it's just a pleasure to meet you. You know, nasty Nate Nixon, check me out, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to follow you guys on Instagram. I'm like, promote, promoing myself. Today. <laughs> hey, shoot your shot, bro. Shoot your shot. You have to. Follow like, you on Instagram, bros. Hit me up, hit me up, hit me up. Ethan Page didn't follow me back, but he messages me. Uh, not messages me, but he messaged me back um, when, I, when I tagged him and something. So that was cool. Uh, follow me back, Ethan Page. Um, and then Josh Alexander, yeah, I told him the same thing. Like, awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to you. Then, Fast forward a couple years later, I'm in real Canadian wrestling and 
they announced that Josh Alexander's coming and he doesn't have an opponent. So I go to the promoter and I'm like, and I, again, shoot your shot, do it. Cause if you don't, someone else will. I go to him. I'm like, Hey man, I need to wrestle Josh. And he's like, what? And I'm like, Josh Alexander's coming. I know like I want to wrestle him one night. I like, I don't care if it's Edmonton or Calgary. So he's doing both the back-to-backs. I'm like, I like, I won't, I don't ask you for a lot. I do ask for a lot, but I'm like, I'm asking <laughs> for a lot, brother. I want to wrestle him. And they gave him to me and it was a great idea in hindsight. I loved it. But then again, when you get there and you realize I'm fighting this man, holy shit. You know what I mean? There was a moment before the curtain. I'm not going to lie. When, again, I'm about to fight this man, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. You re- like, I'm not going to lie. There's a moment before I like running out of the building crossed my mind because I'm just like <laughs> anxieties and everything, but yeah. Like, it didn't, it didn't. You know what I mean? We were just mm-hmm. like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. He, Josh Alexander is actually part of the reason I don't drink caffeine anymore because I was, I was, I was all amped up on caffeine, which contributes to anxiety. And he was like, bro, are you good? And I was like, I'm a little amped up, bro. And he was like, you're vibrating. Like, and he just kind of looked at me and I was like, oh. And then, and I don't know, just did some self-reflections. So we do the match. The match went as well as, you know, as well as it could have gone with me at that current skill level, that version of Nasty Nate, it was really good. I was happy with it. He was happy with it. It was awesome. I learned a lot, but again, he was just like, bro, like what's going on with you? And he's very like nutrition, discipline, like everything, you know what I mean? Check him out on Twitter and Instagram. Um, And so, yeah, I just took a lot from him, got real inspired by that. And moving forward, it wasn't immediate, but over the next couple of months, you know, I read TV 12 by Tom Brady. And I was like, man, like these guys, they, they're very similar and stuff like that. And they're different guys. And, you know, these two influences and anyways, yeah. So tasking with someone fighting like Josh Alexander is a, literally a life-changing experience. I'll put it at that. Wrestling someone like Josh Alexander is a, is a big experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I would, you know, as you said, shoot your shot. And I mean, without a doubt, I, for myself, you know, I've mentioned on the podcast, because I'm not super like every time I send a message, even when I reached out to you, I'm still nervous doing it because, you know, like, it's it's one of those things where it's so out, out of out of ordinary, you know, so like, one day, some of these wrestlers like, you know, maybe top flight is actually going to read their DMs one day and be like, hey, this guy in Winnipeg messaged us for a podcast back in 2021. Let's actually go Literally on it. You know? story, they shot their shot. They got, they shot their shot. They messaged the young bucks. Hey, yeah. check us out. You know what I mean? And that's, you have yeah. to. If I could just leave anyone with anything, do it. Go for mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Do it because we live in a time where we have access to things. So it's just like, Go for it. Why not? Worst comes to happens. You get literally, you get rejected. Literally, worst comes to worst. Josh beat the shit out of me. I mean, he worst result could have happened that night. He beat the shit out of me and pinned me one, two, three in the middle of the ring. But damn it, was it a great learning experience? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, from Josh Alexander, I mean, early on in your career, you faced off with Mitch Clark. And yes. then I know recently you also shared the ring with him. Yeah. Now, I mean, was- it's a, a little bit of a gap in time there. You've been able to develop as a wrestler, you know, increase your skill set, learn. Let's, let's put the okay. focus on him. He's developed. Yeah. That's a guy who's like, I want to, yeah, he's, I want, he's, he, that's a guy who's really like, he was good when he came and don't get me wrong. UFC fighter, Mitch Clark, that guy can snap your neck at any point, but that's a guy who in the last couple of months has really like dialed in. And it's like him versus a year, like, a year ago, him, like completely different person, Mitch Clark. Um, and again, that's another learning experience. That's another, like you go in there, 
you hope for the best and you walk out with the best. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, sorry. Well, no, I mean, I, I was going to ask about your own progression from that point, but it's, you know, when you're in that situation with someone like him who has such a background in mixed martial arts, you face off with him. You have a little bit of a history with wrestling. You guys are able to bounce things off of each other, take things from each other and grow yourselves to, you know, open up your own world, sort of say, you know, so you're learning from each other and just, you know, increasing both your own knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. No. And that's, what's really fun, especially with the, 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 the different styles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just putting things in there. I'm definitely much more of a striker, strong styley stuff like that. And that definitely translated in our match, which is not on my YouTube yet, but I will post it on my YouTube. Um, I will be posting that one on my YouTube very soon. I've got a TikTok on it on my Insta- uh, TikTok and Instagram about it at nasty NXN. But uh, um, yeah, you combine the two styles and just go out there and yeah, I made the, I knew I didn't want to tang wrestle with him because that's not a guy you're going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. But when you do, you unfortunately get choked out in my situation. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely fantastic. And that's one of the nice things, like you said, that's a guy who started somewhere else and is now working in a different company. And he's, you know, you're getting all these opportunities, working all these different people. I'm learning mm-hmm. from, you know, wrestling him and the fans. I could like, again, it gets exciting. It's exciting. Get people excited about the different things. It's, you know what I mean? What's going to happen? How, what's going to happen when these people tango and whatnot? And mm-hmm. oh man, it's always, yeah, sorry. I'm going off rambling. We keep going. No. Uh, you know what? I, I encourage everyone, you know, like go up on YouTube and search out these matches because they're up out there, you know? And it's like, it's one thing I think that I hope a lot of promotions take note of and, you know, go the extra little bit, getting cameras there to film these events. And it's only going to help themselves, help the wrestlers and get more eyes on their product. I'm annoying with it to the point that like, like I always get someone doing it. I'll sauce someone five bucks if I have to. I got something going on. I got something going on. Five bucks says you don't. Okay, fair enough. I'll take 15 minutes. To the point that like one of the camera guys at the show recently is like, brother, man, can you not have a, like, do you need your cameraman out there? I'm like, bro, I need the Instagram TikToks. I need it filmed standing up ways. I can't have it. He's like, I'll send it. I'll send you my footage. I'm like, nah, man, need it standing up. Need the TikTok, Instagram stuff, bro. Try to build that following. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Got to take advantage. <laughs> it, it's one thing I hope more promotions take note of because I mean, yeah. I, I love watching indie matches on YouTube. You know, it's an yeah. easy resource grow your fan base, all that sort of stuff. So hopefully I appreciate you putting your own matches up there. It makes my job a little easier too. Ah, so. um, you'd mentioned TikTok and you're having a lot of fun with that, aren't you? Man, I love it. I was one of these people and I go off about it. I talk about it a lot because I, there's a lot of people in my age demographic who like try to turn, look down on TikTok. Like, oh, it's stupid. It's stupid. I thought the same thing until the start of the pandemic and my girlfriend got real into it. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? It's lame. It's lame. It's lame. She's like deep diving it. Then like, like end of 2020, I got on there and like, man, I have learned so much. Yes. I know phone evils, all that stuff. Mm-hmm you know, whatever screen time, but oh my gosh, I have learned so much. And it's such, I can post something on there and it's so random because of algorithms and it just gets seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it just gets seen. Everyone should have it. Like, listen to me, the chat, the, 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 the algorithms. So everyone should have a TikTok. <laughs> Everyone's going to get seen. You become a minor celebrity. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's giving me access to so much things. I'm going to Vegas in July and like, I'm basically planning my Vegas trip 
around like this TikTok account at Vegas Starfish. I'm basically planning around these videos she posts about like different things and places to go in Vegas because how the hell else would I find out about this random steakhouse that mobsters used to go to that serves crazy lobster tails and all the, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. I'm sweet, you know, take advantage. And at the same time for myself, I'm posting stuff that is getting seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's getting wrestling out there, bringing more people in, getting me out there, you know, mm-hmm. taking a lot from someone from BC, the Voros twins. Those guys, those are some wrestlers who kill. I think they are literally, I think they are literally the most followed wrestlers on TikTok. The Voros twins they are from Vancouver. They got like 2 million yeah. followers. And again, but it's, wrestling and stuff you know what i mean yeah. you're doing both and again just taking advantage getting that stuff out there yeah man tiktok's where it's at do you have tiktok uh i don't but funny enough ah, story. Get on TikTok, on. my guy my fiance has tiktok okay. and she's sitting on the couch right now and at the end of every night she goes i've got tiktoks to show you and stuff that she finds that she thinks i would enjoy me and my girlfriend literally literally, literally <laughs> like tiktoks for each other and, at the, and I, like literally when she gets yeah. home from her appointment uh, and when I was like, get off this, I'm going to be like, baby, here are TikToks to show you. I'm going to show her like four TikToks. And it's funny because of the TikTok algorithms, you watch my TikToks and it goes from like one sec. It's like, it's like, I don't know, bro, weightlifting Elden Ring videos. And then it's all of a sudden skincare routines, blah, 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 blah. Because I'm <laughs> different things that I think she might like. But again, you learn so much. I cook, bro. I haven't looked up a recipe on Google in ages. I just go on TikTok. If I'm looking, mm-hmm. if I'm cooking something, talk, uh, Easy homemade tacos. Okay, those are pretty easy, but you know, TikTok yeah. it up. Got a one minute video, perfect for my attention span. Golden. The one. the amount of times I'm laying there in tears because of some funny video she shows yeah. me is countless. Like easily a couple times a, a week. It's a it's 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 the best. And again, like I was listening, I listened to a, I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking with Mark Cuban uh, and Colin Cowherd, and they were talking about how you know like. Like sports is going to be going TikTok, and that's the way of like like baseball is going to be leaning more into TikTok for stuff like that. And like it just makes sense with how we consume content. We don't mm-hmm. don't sit down and watch stuff as long anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't watch, yeah. And so it's the best. And again, it's just random stuff. You see random videos. It used to be one of these viral videos was like a big deal. Uh, uh, what's the bit my finger? Uh, the one everyone knows. Uh, Daniel bit my finger. Oh, it hurts. He bit my finger. You don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. Right. It Charlie bit my Charlie bit my finger. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Never mind. Nope. It's a stupid YouTube viral video. Uh, <laughs> anyways, my point is though, my, it, it was a big one. My point is though, my point is though, is like now with TikTok, any anyone can make a viral video yeah. at any point. Everyone can make a viral video. It can be, and that's 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 also the funny thing about it. I put all this work into like an elaborate one where like I post a wrestling highlight and I like put subtitles in it and I put words and I put a voiceover and put a sound in it. Gets like two hundred fifty views. Then I post one where I do nothing and it's literally just like a clip of me clotheslining someone. Two thousand views. <laughs> it's so silly. And then I try it again. Whatever you know what I mean. It's just it's 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 awesome. It's the best. Social media is such an incredible tool for someone in your position. I mean, some people will maximize Facebook. Some do Twitter incredibly well. I mean, the next step is the the video aspect, doing the TikToks or the Instagram reel stuff like that. So I mean, you're already ahead of the curve with that. And that's why, and that's why I really try to take advantage. And like like people people sometimes, and that it's it's nice to hear you saying it's it's working and stuff like that because you know doing it putting stuff out there. Sometimes people are like, Oh bro, are you putting, you you're always posting stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, if you want to do what I, what I, and we do you content creator, mm-hmm. you got to create some content. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
sounds stupid to say, but if you don't do it, someone else will, and I want to do it. So I'm going to do it. And that's the way it should be. If you want to go for it, that's the main thing. Absolutely. Now I want to ask, um, you know, we've talked about a few matches you've been a part of. Uh, Are there any others that, you know, whether it's matches, moments that stand out to you? So some of my favorites, some of my big moments, one of my favorites is, one of my favorites was my match against, I had a series, a long feud against the, against KB6, King Bright of the Six. He's a, he's an Alberta guy as well. Um, And we had a big long back and forth. We had a best of seven series that he won, unfortunately, excuse me. And then we uh, had another series of matches leading for, in the big culmination, we had a Halloween horrors match. Um, That's up, up on my YouTube as well. And it was basically a street fight slash hardcore match, but with Halloween stuff. And it just so happened that I was doing, because it was literally on Halloween that night, I dressed up as the Joker and he dressed up as basically a blue, as the Batman. It Mm -hmm. just so worked out, um, just so worked out. And (laughs) it was fantastic. And I, I did my big finishing move to him, how I won the championship from him. I did my big finishing move. I buck nastied him through a pumpkin. Mm -hmm satisfying you know what i mean we we instead of we didn't have any thumbtacks that night but we had a bag of candy so i gave a big slam on that oh my god i think the thumbtacks might have been better than the bag of candy especially when we were picking picking uh sticks out of them some of the uh, lollipop sticks that was uh but that was a fun match just because of you know all the Mm -hmm. gimmicks all the stuff big championship win um the josh alexander match that's one of my highlights Mm -hmm. um for me for sure um i've had a series of matches with um with heavy metal um he's a big alberta one of the big uh big top names in alberta i had a series of matches with him that were really good i've never gotten the win over him yet but i've had a couple of good ones with him um one some person who i've had some really great uh, not against as well i've had some matches against it but my tag partner kato a uh, former tag partner i was part of the tag team the cats meow in monster pro wrestling for the first like for i don't know like two years of my career we had some really good matches against guys like mitch clark actually um, and his tag team partner at the time lumberjack larry we had a re- uh, two really fun ones against them um those guys were an interesting pair because you got the like former UFC fighter, Mitch, who is just like so serious in business versus Lumberjack Larry. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, Lumberjack in the ring. Oh man. It was wild. They were, they were a fantastic pair. They were fun to beat up. They were fun to beat the crap <laughs> up. Um, but uh, yeah, those are some good ones. Um, actually recently, I've had two recently, really recently, my one against the rhinestone cowboy recently, Stephen Crow. Um, maybe it was also because I managed to, you know, give him that wicked air raid crash off the top. It but, looked incredible. Oh, it felt incredible for me. <laughs> it probably not for but um, that one was really, really fun. We flowed good. And he was just, he was really, he's someone who, again, I had wrestled like, I think I was his third or fourth match in the business in his, for him, his third or fourth match wrestling. And like, he eventually wrestled his brother and went through this big character transformation and is now the rhinestone cowboy. And like, that's a guy who, what I wrestled then versus what you wrestled now is just, it was crazy. And that, that was part of what made it so fun again. Mm-hmm. Um, actually just last, last Friday, I wrestled Tony Machete in Calgary. Um, he's again, another local Alberta guy who's just, you know, he's just starting out. I think he's maybe two years in the business, but my God is the kid hungry. And, you know, we had a really, really good one. Um, I'm going to be posting that one up, but those are some of my, some of my highlights, heavy metal, rhinestone cowboy, um, Josh Alexander, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrestled El Phantasmo in a fatal five way, which is pretty fatal five way or four way. 
What do you call what do you call a five-way match usually? Fatal five. What do you call a five-way? fatal five-way, or I would just say a five-way, but they like to go fatal five-way. Right? right? I don't know. It's always yeah. different. I was just curious what your personal yeah, opinion. you know, that five-way, five- four-way. Yeah, that was a five match with El Fantasmo. And that was, again, fantastic learning. Like, literally wrestling someone who's from in New Japan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was really cool. Um, but, yeah, those are some of the big ones. El Fantasmo, uh, Josh Alexander. I come back to that one. That one. I'm, I really want to wrestle him again very badly. And that is what I'm really, 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 really going to try to manifest again mm-hmm. one more time and see maybe turn the result in my favor this time you know what i'm i'm a fan of both and what josh is doing on the uh indies right now and with impact i mean he's put out some fantastic matches uh, out on the indies and then oh, for, it's, for it's with, funny so my, oh, oh i'm go gonna ahead. cut you off so yeah go ahead story alexander um my so you know how they did the big angle with him and moose um he wins the belt and then that Son of a gun, moose. Fantastic angle, I should say. We were watching it live. Me and my girlfriend, Quinlan, were watching it live. She's wrestled, but she's like, oh, I think she just walked in the door. She's like kind of, she's going to hate, I'm telling you. She's like kind of new, not newish wrestling, but she's only been watching since she started dating me. We started dating three years ago. She's been watching for like two and a half years. Well, we got home after wrestling, after a wrestling show, and we sat down. We didn't watch any spoilers, and we sat down to watch that afterwards after the fact the night it happened mm-hmm. the whole match him versus christian he wins holy crap this is amazing we like so like the other like we she's like got tears of tears of joy from him winning and she literally oh no. good people deserve good things she says because he's a good guy he, he deserves is. good things and then all of a sudden that son of a bitch, Moose. Boom! Cash in! And all of a sudden, it's up. And I was just like, up. And it was, it was so good and awesome because, like, she got to experience, like, the joys pro wrestling can bring you, mm-hmm. the heartbreak it can bring you, the every, like, that's just what, yeah, made that so good. She got to experience everything like a fan can experience in that one. And again, cause she's only, I forget she's only been a fan for two and a half years. So with me, who's been a fan for years, you know, sometimes it's, you, you, you felt everything. I don't know. You know what I mean? It Some, takes a lot of sometimes you grow up. Yeah, I was surprised, yeah. but at the same time, as was happening, I was kind of like, of course this would happen yeah. because of this. But like, just to see that raw like emotion was just fantastic. Good people deserve good things, man. Um, yeah. The, the video package that they had done about Josh and his chase for the championship beforehand, you were so invested in it. Oh, it time. was incredibly done. And he wins. And you get that cash in and you're like, you son of a bitch, Moose. Yeah. Oh, and again, like, yeah. Yeah, again, because I feel this tie because I fought him before. You know, I learned a lot from him mm-hmm. and stuff. He's influenced me. And then, you know, so I'm genuinely happy for him. And then this is just like, oh, and again, it's excellent. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching whatever their show is coming up. Mm-hmm. Because the third um, is their show. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to be watching that because he's there's no way he doesn't win, right? But again, who knows? Tune in. Oh, damn it. Uh, well, love it i love wrestling josh and i mean what el fantasma is doing i mean his work in new japan is unbelievable like he's such a shit heel like i love him he's great he's fantastic i love the whole super kick the really the just the super kick he's doing yeah no it's been fantastic um he's good stuff and again a vancouver kid who's just 
got, you know, doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what's really cool about that. And like a guy like Josh as well is like, for a Canadian kid like myself is seeing that it's possible. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like, because let's be honest, as Canadians, we do face a lot tougher of a challenge getting into, getting into the States. It's a lot tougher for us to get in there versus mm-hmm. them. They can just come on up. You know what I mean? Versus mm-hmm. with us to go down there, it's a whole security thing and everything like that. You can't be working visas and stuff like that. So anyways, it's just, it's really cool to see like, and you know, it's possible guys yeah. have made it guys can do it. You know what I mean? Guys who were born and raised Canadian can go and in Vancouver and Ontario and stuff like that, like can do it, you know, um, Canadian, yeah. Canadian born wrestlers can be some of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And well, and someone, someone I was talking to recently made a really good point about how, like, once we're out, once we're in the States, they love us. And like people, you know, people love Canadians and all they're recognized. It's getting out. That's yeah. so tough. You know what I mean? It's getting out. Once we're out, it's awesome, but it's, getting to the point where someone will sign you to get a visa to get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can consistently do it. Once we're there, oh, they love us. People love Canadian strong style, all our stuff like that, but it's getting out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just, yeah. Little independent things, seeing them. Yeah. It's possible, you know? Well, May. Yes. We're in May, April. We're in April right now, April 15th at the West end cultural center. Yeah, April We've talked about it. You're making your return to Winnipeg pro wrestling, yes, taking sir. part in a scramble match. I think West end scramble match. It's going to be me versus Mars, the specialist versus Jack, Tommy Lee Curtis, Jack, Jesus, Tommy Lee Curtis. I haven't wrestled him, but he's wrestled in Alberta for a company can-am that i wrestle for and i've heard good things i'm very excited to um i have it's my former sensei and my former tag team partner we talked about kato um the luchador um one of the most fascinating individuals in wrestling if nothing else come to the show look up the youtube videos just to see what he's wearing that's a guy who you want to talk about fashion and everything like my god he's just i want to see his closet it's amazing and he's also he's amazing um and then mars the specialist and i'm blanking on the fifth guy I'm blanking on my oh, I wanted to say. Oh, sorry, brother. Sorry, brother. He's going to teach me a lesson for this one in the oh, match. Oh, I, I want to say Shane Story, but I don't think it is. That never ending. Yeah, never ending Shane Story. Okay. Okay. So I remember the never ending thing. Shane Whew. Story. Oh, man. He's going to teach me a lesson for forgetting his name I'm on that one. Kidding. And then, of course, yours truly. So, yeah, I'm very excited. WPW, the last time I was there is. A really good time. We were at the Sherbrooke Inn, but this time we're at the West End yeah. Cultural Center. All I know is it has the picture I saw with the two balconies. It looks beautiful. I'm very excited. It's uh, a very nice venue, and I'm excited to see uh, what they bring there. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I know tickets are sold out, which nice. is unfortunate. But uh, for those who do have uh, tickets to the show, I think it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. Stay tuned to all the social medias. We'll have stuff posted on there. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. I'm very excited. Hope this was fun. Perfect. Now, before we wrap this up, I'm going yeah. to just grab two more questions. I'll let you enjoy oh, your sorry, yeah, course, Monday course. evening. Oh, um, of course, of course. Uh, as a fan, yeah, I yeah. mean, we, we've heard some of your favorite matches you've been a part of. What are some yeah. of the favorites that you've watched? Oh, I got to put you the on the first spot. one that popped into my head when, as soon as you say that, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit, WrestleMania 20. Okay. Uh, that's like my number, like, that's like, like the best, like the greatest, like to me ever. As soon as you say that, as soon as you said that, that's the first one that pops into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say that again, another one that pops into my head is Kenny Omega versus Tomohiro Ishii. From the G1? Um, from the G1, where Kenny leaves bleeding from his mouth. Holy shit, Ishii's my dog. Ishii's my number one favorite New Japan guy. I would love to fight him, but at the same time, 
that'd be a horrifying experience, but I'm, oh, I'm up to the task. Um, yeah, the stone pit bull. Um, that's another one of my favorites. Uh, what's another one that's popping in my head when you say that? Uh, as soon as you say that, uh, la- tables, ladders, chairs, Jeff Hardy, everybody, where Lita gets speared and then her head hits the thing. Yes. The ladder. Yes. I, I get mixed up versus which ones they all are. I just showed them to my girlfriend recently. I think that was 17. I think that was 17. Yeah, I think that was yeah. 17. Yeah, I think that was 17 because SummerSlam didn't have all, as many people running. Yeah, I think that was 17. WrestleMania 17. Um, that's one of my favorites of all yeah. time. Um, another one, Pentagon El Zero versus Sammy Callahan. Mask versus um, hair. hair mask. Yes. One, fucking wild. Um, that's one that my girlfriend's favorite wrestler of all time is Pentagon. Penta, Pentagon. Um, that's a good choice. And, and a, it's a really good choice. And I showed her that match and she was just like, oh my God, this is insanity. And I was like, yeah, that was like the third wrestling match I ever showed her. <laughs> the first match, the first match she ever saw uh, when we started dating was it was Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, Money in the Bank. And Seth's like my guy. I literally have, long story, I, I got a cutout of him from when he was on the cover of the game in my bedroom over there, uh, in my bedroom. Like, you know, one of those life-size cutouts. Yeah. I got my hands on one of those. Don't worry about it. I didn't pay for it, but I got my hands on it. I'm not judging. It. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's yeah. fantastic. Don't ask how I got it. We don't need to go into the details, but I got it. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, uh, so I, the first match she watched was, yeah, I showed her Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, Money in the Bank, because we had to watch that live. That's a, one of my like favorites of all time. And then mm-hmm. literally like later that night, I showed her Pentagon versus Sammy Callahan. That's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are a couple of my top ones, a couple all over the place, WWE, some of those. Um, yeah. Nice. Um, now, before we say goodbye, I know that uh, I want to get all your social media plugs and all of that stuff out there because I know that you have a t-shirt store up on Pro Wrestling Tees with some nice. fantastic designs. So I want to make sure all that gets out there so that uh, the fans can pick some up. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Follow me. on. It's pretty easy. Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok is all at Nasty NXN. Look me up on there. I post all my stuff on there. Uh, my pro wrestling tees, look up Nasty Nate Nixon for my pro wrestling tees store. We got some wicked designs up there. Check out the brand new ACDC inspired Thunderstruck Nasty. Uh, Nasty Nate t-shirt we got on there. We got a Doom inspired one on there. Um, and uh, yeah, check those out. And come out and support and see WPW. I mean, you can't run anymore if you don't have your tickets already because it's sold out, but stay tuned on social media because we'll be posting highlights and I'll be posting highlights from it for sure. Well, if people don't have tickets, do you have any other upcoming dates that they can check you out at? Yeah, other upcoming dates they can check me out at um, all across Canada. I'll be Winnipeg on the 15th. Um, if the weather permits and doesn't mess with our drive back, hopefully I'll be in Edmonton the 16th, um, weather snowstorm, weather permitting. And then, uh, yeah, I'm doing the 20, the next Friday and Saturday, I get the dates mixed up, got the dates blanking, uh, next Friday and Saturday in Edmonton, I'm all over Alberta. So follow me on my social media and you can see my upcoming dates there, but, uh, Winnipeg and then Calgary and Edmonton are my next ones coming up. Perfect. Nasty date. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, man. Take care. Thank you so much to Nasty Nate Nixon for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. If you're going to be at the WPW show, keep your eyes peeled for him. Hopefully the weather lets up and he can make his way here. Uh, That's a big thing. If not, he rattled off all of his dates that he'll be at out in Alberta for RCW. So uh, definitely check him out there. Thank you to him once again. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day 
to join me to talk about wrestling. So thank you so much for that. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Let's talk some wrestling up there. Email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. You can send your questions, comments, concerns, all that sort of stuff. Send it there. Um, Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Up on all podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, all those. Um, if there's one that you have, you know, a podcast platform of your choice that I'm not up on, let me know. I'll make sure I can get my podcast up on there so you can listen to my sultry tones up on there. Um, and also t-shirts. Um, if you go to whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I, I tweeted the link out just the other day. Um, you can get your very own Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt or hoodie or whatever. They have tons of t-shirt options up there. Uh, you can grab a shirt. Half of all profits is going to Ray Winnipeg, Resource Assistance for Youth Winnipeg, a local nonprofit. So all re- all profits are, half of all profits are going to help them out. So grab a shirt. If you are in the 204 Manitoba, Winnipeg area, let me know. I'm getting shirts made up. I talked to the the per, the person, the company making them, and they will be ready hopefully for next week. So if you want a shirt, you're local, hit me up. We'll talk. We'll get you a shirt, and you won't have to order off of the website. You can save a little bit on shipping and exchange and all that. So thank you again for checking out the podcast. Stay, stay warm out there. Stay safe. We'll talk soon.